0: Bitch, I'm
1: a voicemail. Bitch, I'm
0: a voicemail. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a voicemail. Bitch, I'm a voicemail. Bitch, I'm a voicemail. Bitch, I'm a voicemail. C- voicemail. Bitch, I'm a
1: voicemail. Go- Impact Noir is a better episode than James thinks it is.
2: Hey everybody and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition podcast where we're going through Deep Space Nine. You know the drill. This is not a regular episode review show. We're going to do voicemails because we haven't done them in forever and I'm so sorry.
1: We legitimately are sorry. Because it has been a while. It has been a while. And yeah. Uh,
2: My name is Wade Bowen and with me as always is James Nolan. Hey guys. And... Hugh Crawford. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. We got a lot of uh, stuff to get through, so I guess we should just go ahead and jump on in. How about that?
1: Yep, hit it. That sounds like fun, shit, man. First off, let's just
2: start with the Twiggy voicemail because, because Twiggy, because Twiggy.
0: Hello, gentlemen. It's Twiggy here, and I have some feedback about Odo fucking. Uh, I also just thought about it. I've Hot now left yes. feedback on Odo fucking, fucking in a hollow deck, and sex workers. Uh, in the holodeck. So I guess we've kind of found my niche for feedback. Uh, I'd like to think that even like several hundred years into the future, the legend of uh, the size of Liam Neeson's cock is like still prevalent. So (laughs) we're deciding on a dick for himself. He's like, I'm going full Neeson with this bad boy. Uh, Also, you sort of touched on like, him being able to like you know change size shape you know for a variety of moods needs necessities and whatnot i have no doubt whatsoever that he can do that but odo strikes me as just being an incredibly selfish lover like he's not he's not waiting for her to come uh, he's just like nope i've got my needs they've been fulfilled fuck off see you later uh, we're done here and uh <laughs> at the very end you talked about uh whether odo comes i imagine he does and when he like when he ejaculates, it basically it would go, go all T one thousand on it. Really, like it just goes back to its gelatinous state, and then just all comes like you know sucking back into him like via his foot. <laughs> and that's about all I have to say about Odo fucking for today. See you later. Going way
2: back to Odo fucking. Wow, that was so long ago. He's been back to his uh, old incel for a while now
3: we can we can always count on him to to have some delightful insights into the bedroom lives of our favorite fictional characters
1: we should do like just me and me and twiggy uh just just have really gross sex conversations about star
3: trek characters that would be a big hit
1: as long as it's 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 comical and not the most the pathetic thing ever
3: (laughs) i think it i think it would be all right
4: you got I mean, it's I think a deft we just, hand it can go we, bad yes really. I, I trust <laughs>
3: that he he has that deft hand as well oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah
2: he's uh <laughs> oh very good with his hands <laughs>
3: <laughs> and i probably would roll like i would probably
1: hate it uh um but uh but like if discovery had a shapeshifter i feel like there would be some ways to put these kind of like little jokes in there or or, or uh you oh, in modern, observate- television,
3: in modern television? Yeah, they definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure that Discovery would have tried to have done
3: that. I mean, but- Discovery had a Klingon peeing two streams of pee, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they didn't know how much we could extrapolate about that. Uh, they should have, but, you know. <laughs> By confirming that for us. Yeah. But now but now they've announced that um, the they're changing the Klingons for season two. Oh, right, yeah. So the the second dick may, may, may be uh, kicked out of canon.
3: Oh, second dick. We hardly knew thee. <laughs> all right. What do we got next on the voicemail? All right.
2: Here we go. Moving on. We got a call here from Bucky with the good hair. Hey. Oh, yeah.
3: All right. Hey, guys.
5: Bucky with the good hair calling here for the uh, DS9 podcast. Um, I have thoughts on dr bashir I'm, I'm saving those i want to write those out because obviously we've had a couple of julian bashir gets punched episodes and that's important to my larger narrative um really quickly just for an episode that's coming up uh for mpeg nor um yeah, yeah. nor is, I, is I think one of the five best episodes of deep space nine and for my money it is the only this, it is the second of two episodes that Star Trek has ever successfully done that qualify as a horror episode um, and a, a psychological thriller. Uh, the, the play between Garrick and O'Brien is fabulous. This is in many ways a companion episode to The Wounded all of those years back on TNG, which I thought was brilliant. Um, you get a sense that Nog has the makings of a very good officer, even if he's green. Nog is kind of the green Starfleet officer done right. Harry Kim, I'm looking at you. Um, But I just, I fucking love MPEC-NOR and the episode coming up after it. Not in the cards, but A Call to Arms is the best cliffhanger Star Trek has ever done. Yes, I said it. Yes, I will stand by it. Yes, I said it. Um, All right, guys, I will send you Bashir thoughts. Uh, probably in an email form so I don't take up voicemail time because I know you have a backlog but uh, keep it real find me on Twitter at BuckyWT, good Hair.
1: well obviously we now know that we are in total agreement about the quality of ImpogNor <laughs> yeah I was about to say first off something we all agree with that ImpogNor is a masterful
2: episode that cannot be uh, <laughs> argued against equivalent with in any capacity <laughs> no it's just oh yep <laughs> yeah I I so do you recant james nolan
1: it's great right <laughs> uh, uh no no it, <laughs> okay. it's uh, uh yeah yeah right. thanks
3: thanks i th- thanks i hate it <laughs> well look at it this way i i definitely see, i st- i see what he said i mean when when he makes a good oh, little case for it though sure. i mean i could see i could see how it could be high on his personal rewatch meter he didn't say anything wrong, you know what I mean.
1: I mean, I I like the you know I like uh, I like the wharf scene, uh, the wharf monologue, and uh, it seems nobody else does. But yeah, I
3: I, I, I like the wharf monologue too. Yeah, me mean I, 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 I know, but we but if you look at the IMDb oh. rating for that particular episode, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the wharf monologue actually, in your I actually park like that. Right, I like the Riza stuff in there. Too. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, there's no no accounting for. I taste. like, I think I like Riza as a thing. Oh, I love Riza as a, as a as a idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one thing that, um, and they never know how to do it well. And then I, right. I, I think they'll they'll go the other way. But like, uh, if when Discovery has a Riza episode, but I like that there's like a fuck planet. I like oh. that there's a play like,
2: I, I thought we were talking about Impact Noir.
1: We're talking about Riza. Uh, things <laughs> things have
3: naturally progressed
1: towards
2: Riza. Oh <laughs> well, man, What's I don't that? want to talk about the Worf monologue anymore.
1: No, we're not talking about the Worf. I like just the concept of Riza as a. Oh yeah, I like. I like, a, I like a, anything that shows uh, that tries, and I don't know, they're not successful all the time, um, but, but you know, because obviously, but I like things that try to show a, a future of sexual relationships that isn't uh, toxic. Yeah. and patriarchal. Like, and that Riza is a step towards that. You know? Yeah,
2: that's kind of and where Gene was going with those first two awful seasons of TNG where no, they couldn't yeah. have conflict, but... He wanted yeah. gates.
1: Like, he wanted...
2: Yeah, and then they wouldn't... And then once Berman took over, he was just kind of homophobic, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. But... No, or we're um,
2: just that they don't...
1: Like, Berman is a creature of the, of the television landscape. So, I mean, right, he's right. like... Um, well, that's I what from, he, I, I mean, I obviously he's, we've read stuff yeah. about the way. Yeah,
3: he, television is doing Faith of the Heart for theme songs. He's got to f- find a way to put yeah. one in. Yeah, yeah. Though, um,
2: yeah. these are yeah. things that Bucky didn't mention at all in his voicemail, but. You'd rather talk about Riza than Impact nor. I I get it. Well, I mean, I, don't, I, I
1: think Impaktor sucks ass.
3: And, I hate and on it. that note, what's the next voicemail? Well, at least
1: we can all we can all agree that. <laughs> but I was going to talk. I was going to make a point that it occurred to me when I watched Riza. Gene Roddenberry specifically told Iris Stephen Baird that he wanted a gay shit. Like, yeah. specifically, like, on Risa. And, obviously, it's ridiculous that there's not gay shit. But I want to say that it's even ridi- more ridiculous to think that probably in 200 years of social acceptance of homosexuality and all forms of sexual expression, that there's probably, like... Like, I think that if you were going to, like, write a modern show... Like, if you were going to try and do Star Trek uh, and, and really do it good, probably having just straight people casually, like archer just every now and then sucks a dick i don't know like you know <laughs> you like want, i don't i don't the uh the um
2: the dispossessed like sure i'll
1: give you a handy because we're that friends that was the dispossessed was uh felt the way they dealt with sexuality in that something about that felt uh yeah like it just like well, why not like you know like and, and i think that like probably that I would mean, be I, i'm not here to shit
2: on the dispossessed i love that book
1: there would be a lot more just casual there won't be these clear delineations of like i'm gay and i'm straight right, right. and and stuff right. like that so it's like, oh, he's my friend i want to help him out <laughs> <laughs> that and just like how weird sex can get if there's not a lot of boundaries uh and not a lot of culturally enforced boundaries sure so sure. I but I again was, like, there's a whole episode of contrapoints has on youtube about like the things that like is is she is she a lesbian or like all of these different things. And it was like, she was like, I just like a lot of weird stuff and it doesn't (laughs) fit categories like that. And I'm sure that that would, that would be more commonplace in Starfleet than we see on this television show. Did we? Yeah,
3: of course. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely reflects the sensibilities of the people making it. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. We, the, that's, we, that's, yes.
2: we can all agree that a call to arms
1: has a f- pretty fucking sweet cliffhanger. Like just yeah, like we sports yeah. Sports. yeah the, I thought it was a bold comment. And I hint Bucky didn't make it. I think fucking uh, Ronald D e. Moore made it. That uh, that it's uh, it's a better cliffhanger than. That's um, best of both worlds. But the best, the best of both oh, worlds. Which I, I think actually, that's, that's an interesting. Yeah. Actually
2: which brings us back something that we brought up when we covered it in the podcast I think maybe we forgot about. You didn't ever do the best of both worlds challenge, did you
3: Hugh? Uh where we were we watch I yeah. I never claimed to do it you but said you
2: said in the you podcast would. that
3: you were going yeah, to going to watch it as a That was on um, my to, that's on my to-do list. I need to do that.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, I mean, we, we forgive you. Just, I mean, just pointing I mean, out I mean, that we,
2: I, <laughs> I, that, I remember we said that that we didn't do. So I, I think I watched Nanette
3: yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: you made an all right choice. You, you did okay then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Moving on. We got oh the, we got another one from Twiggy. I'm just going down the line. More here. Twiggy. More Twiggy. Let's just get on it.
0: Hey, I've got some thoughts on things that were said uh disclaimer once again i'm at work so lots of you know weird background noises yada 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 <laughs> uh, thing is about uh, the whole boner jam thing uh, i've noticed that recently james has started like sliding more towards like the romulan side of things so you know if, if you're going you know full romulan i'm guessing that leaves the cardassians like just all for me so hey have fun with them romulans man i uh, will stick with my spoonies and i'll be a very happy man uh, talking about Frasier and I, I love Fraser, um, but I 100% agree that uh, there was like yeah, it's unintentional, but there is so much sexual like compatibility yes. between Fraser and Niles, like to the point where like at the end of it, I think that Niles would be better off with Fraser than he would with Daphne. I think that's just a much better match uh, between those two. And that fucking conversation you had about twins wanting to fuck really put some shit in my head that I don't want to hear. As the father of twins, especially when they're boy and girl as well, I'm just like, no, no, stop it, no. <laughs> All right. Um Yeah, fuck, I don't have anything else constructive, so um fuck off, I'll see you later.
2: I don't think I have anything constructive to add to uh twins fucking either, because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, it I get, oh, never mind.
1: I'm uncomfortable already. Mm-hmm. And Jeez. My point was specifically to make you more uncomfortable was specifically with identical twins. So oh, that no. it's like fucking yourself is working out some personal shit. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> It's not just a Jamie, not just a Jamie Cersei Lannister twin thing, but like, Right.
2: Uh, I fuck myself all the time, but <laughs> I know, but like <laughs> but not my twin
1: brother. God, God. man, my
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't ever wish that you could go back uh, in time and fuck mm-hmm. yourself? <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, I don't either. I'm not a very attractive <laughs> person, so. <laughs> but if I was hot, maybe. Uh, I, uh, insert
2: uh, Buffalo Bill. Uh, oh, yeah. Book, i can't love even, that. I I love can't love even do it i can't even do it myself because of the subject matter
1: what is he yeah. the villain in a, there's a movie that was recently came out like a big deal movie that he's a villain in and the uh, actor is it jurassic
3: world i don't i didn't see it is ted levine but, in jurassic world Hugh? ted levine is in jurassic world yeah yeah, yeah i think he's he a villain plays- isn't he he plays like I think the game handler for yeah for for them.
1: He's a good actor, and he, that's my favorite scene. Uh, um, yeah. Jurassic World two. No. That's what, what I me meant. Yeah, out, the right? whatever. Yeah,
3: the one that just came
1: out. He's also great in the assassination of Jesse James.
3: Oh, uh, that's a good movie. Yeah. That's, that's a good am I the Jurassic Park expert on the podcast? You do not want to be.
6: <laughs> you've yeah. done the most work so to, to
1: get that position so
6: i guess i have
1: <laughs> i mean like i i thought you wanted it no <laughs> aren't you reading the book again like, yes you know, I right? am. didn't
2: you just finish the book <laughs> yes
3: yeah it's my uh, summer of Jurassic world i have i' i all right for those of you uh who didn't know i saw Jurassic world back when i was a movie pass salut. And uh mm-hmm. and uh the summer and I sh- told everybody to stay away from Jurassic World too. And <laughs> I Didn't have to tell me man am rereading the Michael Crichton book, Jurassic Park, right now. I probably have like like a fifty pages left. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? No, I'm just And I, I sort know. of regret doing that <laughs> it's not the best well you so. thought
1: it was going to be this sort of uh nostalgia slash like sort of reassessing things through but well
3: it, uh, yeah it was a it was a like well also it, i wanted to look at sort of modern science fiction mm-hmm. with a fam- like through a familiar lens i guess but yeah um i don't like how he structures his stories and conveys his themes or his yeah. characterizations, sort of. Hey, well, anyway.
2: All right. All right. Don't read Jurassic Park,
3: people. I would say stay uh, away from Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> or Michael Crane in general? I yeah, mean, probably might. Well, I don't know. I need to reread The Great Train Robbery, maybe. <laughs> Because I liked that book when I was a kid a lot. Yeah,
1: but uh, not. But Congo, we can all say probably yeah, not. As we good.
2: Should... I read the book Congo when I, I was read, a kid too. I did. I read. I did read Congo.
3: And I remember going to the theater excited for the movie and being horribly Ooh. disappointed oh, yeah, did, by the
1: yeah. movie. Oh, man. Okay, that part of our that part of our paths are totally different. I didn't. I read a lot read, about
3: You were reading Stephen King about. I read a lot get, of Stephen King, and yeah. I was reading Michael Crichton. I, I, read I read a, book
7: a with lot
1: a teenage gangbang. In it, yes, and I did which not. was also a, a large, uh, which was also a successful hit from this year.
2: Yeah, oh, right, yeah. right.
3: And, and I was reading lecturers, like fictional scientists, lecture each other on the morality. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm somewhere in between. I read a lot. I read a lot of Stephen King, and I read Congo. That's the only writing mm-hmm. book I read, and I loved it because I was a dumb kid.
3: I read. And, I mean, Sphere, I... Jurassic Park, Congo. And uh, the Great Train Robbery. What about Lost World? No, I did not read Lost World. I did not le- read read his uh, bio, the one about the I, uh, sick the sickness, I, pathogen. Oh, canta- uh, yeah, yeah. Contagion or what? I don't know. I, no, it was. I yeah, didn't read, yeah. Yeah. I didn't read his disclosure, his sexual uh-huh. harassment book. Also,
1: but, but does the book have all of the weird VR
2: stuff in it? I
3: don't know. I or is don't that know. just for the movie? <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think, think we're boring
2: everybody because yeah, we need to move on to the, rest of the
3: voicemails because yeah. we could probably talk about weird VR sex for the rest right. of this. Mm-hmm.
2: But what I do appreciate from Michael Crichton are his views on global warming. <laughs> Oh no! Nope, never mind. Oh, was he's he a global
1: group. warming crank?
3: Yeah, he yeah, was. He, he turned out to be a libertarian crank. Yeah, he's yeah, he's anti
1: global global warming is a hoax. Wait, you mean uh, are it, you telling are you telling me that 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 a that a white man got a privileged white man got rich and then became a libertarian? No, yeah, <laughs>
3: please please refrain from being shocked.
1: It's <laughs> a shock, but they should they should write a book about those people. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: uh, moving on. <laughs> it's to get to a, uh, another white man that's, I think, a lot better than Michael Crichton with that ringing door smell, let's listen to a voicemail from Adam P. Newton. Oh, Drive very good, Time yes.
8: With a Y. Good morning, gentlemen. This is Adam P. Newton, also known as At Drive Time on Twitter Machine. Great episode with Soldiers of the Empire. This, as you guys said, this is so high on my rewatch meter. I've been watching it three times in the past couple months just because it is so good. And like you also correctly said, it's because of Jadzia. Yes, this is like a Super Martok episode and a Super Worf episode, but it's the strength of Jadzia and Terry Farrell's performance that really sells it. She's our avatar, she's our icon, she's she's our focal point for understanding that world. And her performance is just absolutely fantastic. Um, but point of information about your military ranks. A captain in the Army is still an officer. There's second lieutenant, first lieutenant, captain. But I think James is referring to as a non-com uh, is, is a, the profession you described was sergeant, where you came to sergeant in a couple of years, and it's three or four up from entry level. An Army captain... Is um, is an officer. So what I think is happening with Klingon IDF is um, KDF. I should say the KDF is he's a general because they're all ground forces, and the Klingons had ground forces. That's established in the books as the kind of non-canon. So it's most likely he was he came up to that direction and he gets a ship now, but he's a captain and general. Bunch are weird. Again, thanks, guys. Um, talk to y'all soon.
3: I like that call, but one of my favorite my favorite part of that call is where he just ends up by saying ranks are weird. <laughs>
7: <Right>?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: they
1: are. They are uh, super impenetrable. Like, and I, I've never had any reason to like sort of look at. Either modern, uh, modern ranks, uh, well, see or, or in all NATO your research,
3: rank. because you're our resident uh, civil war scholar, yes, you, you yes. figured out, you figured it out for like stuff, old timey stuff, right? Old timey
1: stuff. Yes. Yes. This was pre, uh, yeah. I mean, well, there was an army and a Navy and they, they were run by different, Right. <laughs> like there was right. no joint chiefs. They were run by totally different, like, like out of different cities out of different things. Yeah. So I don't I mean, and they had different cultural traditions, but yeah, no, I don't, I didn't know, um, but I, I do know that, like, it, that is a thing, like, there's, you know, the, the, that the captain is in both the Navy and that, uh, and in um, Army, but they have to, way different...
2: Yeah, I can't yeah. quite figure out right There's, like, a lefty veteran podcast that I listen to, uh, What a Hell of a Way to Die, and they talk about ranks and stuff because they're all veterans and... They talk mm-hmm. to that audience and it's like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They talk letters and numbers and it's like okay, it's probably um, not
3: impenetrable to them.
2: No, no, they get it. I mean, yeah, well, they exist. Yeah, 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 you I get mean, the, <laughs> but you know,
1: that's a world that I got. I, the, don't. I got the we got the
3: hierarchy of target pretty quickly. <laughs> <once> we <were. laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <sighs> uh well i wouldn't want to say working at target is like being in the military it's no powers. but i'm that you're, you're, you're <laughs> in, you in, in, a, in the shit in a... yeah i was in the yeah.
2: shit i was uh, i was on the floor and i was in the warehouse
3: <laughs> yes the veterans of two christmas <laughs> seasons two black fridays all right well what else have we got on the voicemail docket
2: here we got another one from i hate Don't remember when the last time we heard from, we got one from uh, Eric in Pennsylvania.
4: I can't remember where. What is up, you magnificent elf-kicking bastards? It's Eric from Pennsylvania, just calling with some thoughts about children of time. You know, we could spend weeks spinning out what they could have done with this episode. Uh, But one kind of small thing that I think would have been fascinating to explore is what if O'Brien hadn't. Started out happy to go home. Like what if he had started the episode on Dax's side pushing to explore the planet and specifically because You know, maybe he and Keiko are fighting about something or he's just feeling cranky and he knows that she's gonna be tired or Molly's been sick and you know, listen, I'm married James You you guys are married we can all admit there are days where if your boss said listen, I need you to stay a couple hours late at work because we need to explore this planet in the Gamma Quadrant, you would say, fine. That is fine. I will do that. I don't know. I, just, I think that if O'Brien had to deal with the guilt of being a little cranky and not being in the mood to rush home to Keiko and Molly, and then because of that he never gets to see them again... I I mean that that's some heavy shit and I think it'd be kind of interesting to play with uh anyway other thing real real quick uh since you talked about you know how a more modern show might spend a little bit more time with this uh Stargate Universe and I know I'm I am deep in the weeds of nerd shit here uh but listen I I will ride hard that Stargate Universe is the best most consistent of the Stargate series and I recommend it to anyone um But they do a multi-episode arc in the series about stumbling upon the ruins of a civilization founded by themselves after a time travel accident. And they spend a lot of time watching the recordings, the logs about the founding of the civilization. And then they do the kind of stuff that you're talking about. They deal head on with these questions of you know if you find out that when, if you were marooned on a planet you'd end up fucking this person and then you see them at work the next day how does that conversation go they 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 tackle that and I, it, it comes off pretty well and uh, i think there's some interesting parallels between you know between that arc and this episode that we just watched uh, but anyway i'm running long so i'll shut up uh keep up the good work uh do more voicemail stuff. Like, I don't know what you mean by running long. Like, do you think that we care if the episode lasts 75 minutes instead of 60 minutes? No, we want content. Give us content. I mean, maybe you guys just have lives and that would be fine too. But uh, don't feel like you need to limit it to 60 minutes on on our account. Uh, just keep doing good stuff. Bye.
3: Oh, Eric is finding new and bold ways to make O'Brien suffer, is basically. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien must suffer, but now we have to, like, find a, a, a new... I mean, that is a different angle, I guess, yeah, you know? Like, oh, but,
2: sometimes you just gotta get, you know, like, oh, just give me another day away from the, uh, the old ball and... No chain.
1: No, I don't.
3: I, I you would, did it
1: right, married. No, I, I would say that there's a. Uh, he hit something I would like. One of the things I would like to see on the show is that if if each character in the show had a little more something else, had other like you know like they all have like three crosses to bear, but if they had six, it would be more fun. like. <laughs> and I I do think that like uh they they do shy away. From giving O'Brien a lot of like, like, there's a good, it's rife for a lot of like marital issues. You know, they could have went into that harder, right? With their they're fighting, more interested
2: and, in getting him away from his wife so he can, yeah, have yeah buddy cause stuff. Because
1: they're, they're all like the, the writers, I doubt anyone in the writers room was married. Mm, and no, one wasn't, were, we're uh, I, Robert Hewitt Wolf had a girlfriend, I don't know, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I, I, yeah there's like one I I, married guy and the rest yeah i don't
1: know yeah but and so like i i would it would be nice if there was more uh sort of domestic situations uh in space in a war all of that stuff super interesting so uh yeah. and then that that would be and that would be a way to do that is to have these uh yeah that, that's just an interesting idea that he lands on a planet and realizes he has to have a bunch of kids with this his co-worker. Yeah. Or has, you know, in some sort of time displacement. And mm, that's good stuff. That's right. good in- that's interesting stuff. That's what I want to see. But
2: uh, but I can't believe you that you think Stargate Universe is the best of the Stargate. When Stargate Atlantis is I, I haven't watched any Stargate. I don't know what the
1: fuck. About. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs>
3: You're about to I, pop I, off. <laughs> in fact, yeah, let me tell I,
2: you it,
1: what the, You've you've not watched the movie, have you? Were I
2: watched you? it like when I was 14, I 14 when it came out, and I thought this is fine. I was actually a little bit disappointed it didn't because I thought it was fine and I didn't feel blown away by it.
1: It's a movie with all of the Marvel villains. Oh, yeah, <laughs> James Spader, Kurt Russell. Uh, I know there's another one, but anyway,
2: I mean, it's a big uh, Rowan well, Emmerich movie, and it felt like it one, is. but there's I think really... it's
1: the first one, isn't it? It might be, I don't know, or the first one of imports.
2: Yeah. But those all kind of feel kind of, you know spectacle great, but they're kind of, you know, they don't really stick with you. That's how I feel about
1: Yeah, you think that Roland Emmerich's making uh shitty big budget movies and uh like if he made smaller movies like uh like uh Paul Verhoeven he would make better movies. But he made that small movie about Shakespeare, which is his by far his worst movie.
2: <laughs> oh the <laughs> Was it the uh, one non- about
1: like Shakespeare was actually is. this person? The Shakespeare conspiracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I didn't horrible. see it either. But. But, is the other oh, Marvel yeah. villain. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And Leon Rippey from uh, Deadwood, hmm. the bar, the other, the 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 down on its luck saloon owner. The mm-hmm. one who has the bar with the poker, where oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, and uh, yeah. the crying game. Oh, the crying game, oh, he's not a villain, though, is he? No, is oh, he, he, he's she? in the movie, she? he
2: plays like a god, right?
1: What, yes, in the movie, yes, yeah, I'm yeah, in a Marvel, like there are all these Marvel villains oh. are in the cast.
2: <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. I was just remembering that's trying yes. to remember who was in Stargate, uh,
1: yes. Okay. Um, however, Jay Davidson, however, they self identify, yeah, isn't it? Yes. That was my favorite line from, 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 I got that from one of the, Ar- from Archer, is that they, they, he, he, he's getting assaulted by these big fat guys, and he goes, hey fellas, and they turn around and they're on like leather straps with lipstick and stuff, and he goes, or however, you self-identify. <laughs> uh,
2: powering through, we got another uh, voicemail here from Stefan in the Netherlands about your favorite episode. Email, subject title, Impact Boar. Impact Snore? Oh, my God. Oh. Or Impact More. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. His first American movie was with Michael Paré. I'm talking about Roland Emmerich. Hmm. And Dean Devlin. Dean Devlin. Ugh, it looks horrible. Oh, Malcolm McDowell's in it? And Leon Rippey. Leon Rippey from Deadwood is in it. Is he in a lot of...
3: <laughs> He's a company player. <laughs> <laughs> the Roland, Roland Emmerich movies. Roland Emmerich,
6: yeah. All right, here we go. Tell me if you can hear this. Hello Kickers of Elves, this is (laughs) Stefan calling about Impact Noir, which is a pretty decent episode, but I do agree that its biggest flaw is the lack of real character drama between Garrick and O'Brien. Basically, there is none, and for the purposes of this episode, they had to invent it. So Garrick uh, becomes infected by a psychotropic drug, and... Acts completely unlike Garrick. And then you have Miles O'Brien, um, a character who, in the past, yes, he has been a soldier, but that's something that DS9 never really dealt with. I mean, I think TNG dealt with it once in The Wounded, but. And also, um, O'Brien. He, he he did have um, racial prejudices against Kardashians, but that, that's something that hasn't been even mentioned, I think, since season two. So there's nothing there, and it had to be invented. My question is this. Would this episode, or would the drama between these two characters have been better if instead of O'Brien you would have had Kira? Meiji Kira, she's also a former soldier, now doing administrative work, whatever, Uh, and she has a much more developed um, relationship with Kardashians. I think that's That's something that may have made it more interesting. Otherwise, Otherwise, it's it's, it's not not a bad bad episode. episode. I mean, um, it looks looks great, it's Pretty well directed. It it moves along well, but there's really nothing much there. Okay, that's it. Talk I think he.
1: Guys. I think he's got. A, I think he's no,
2: onto something. I disagree. I think that episode's no. Uh, sorry. No, you, that's fine. You just because you hate this episode. I no.
1: No, no. I'm saying that like I think that that's an improvement. The Kira
2: Angle is an interesting. The Kira one.
1: Angle would have made was, it better. I,
2: Maybe, but the problem with the Kira angle is that Kira, the you, O'Brien has a pretty strong tie to Nog. Nog doesn't have that tr- strongest tie to Kira. So, if but you make the
3: it- Nog stuff wasn't the most interesting. It was the it was the killing of Cardassians and the relish of this past soldier. Right. That's and so going out and killing Cardassians for Kira would have had a more nuance to meaning, I guess.
2: Right, but yeah, or in I mean, the form, like
3: true, yeah. and I, I think that's.
2: I think he said they don't, they did. I think they play up a little bit more that he was a Cardassian. fought, fought the Cardassians in the war. He talks about they did. how they, did. Learned they to did be an engineer and all that stuff, yeah. And,
1: and but that, it's awful, it's awful, like, I mean, like.
3: Okay, like, if we're not... We're having this conversation. Kira did fight them with a the little... The audi- anytime the audience has to go, oh, yeah, that
1: yeah, happened. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying that, like, if we, if you were to say, let's name major elements of of, of O'Brien's life, uh, his relationship with the Cardassians, isn't, like, his front and... Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Hey, we'd like, probably say the...
3: something about darts before we'd say something yeah, about...
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, they, pro- they should have. I think they should have pushed his war issues right harder even his racism i'm fine with like you know like war or situationally induced racism like that would happen and that would be something that an enlightened society would have to overcome it's true Um, but
2: with if you do it with kira like his ragging of her would be like and there might be an argument for why it works better but part like it would have been a lot more intense like part of what i like about o'brien in this is like he's 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 this evolved human he's like And Garrett keeps giving him a shit, like, you love killing those Cardassians. Like, no, I didn't. War sucked. I didn't, you know. Whereas with if it were Kira, you would be like, She's got a lot more reason to love killing Cardassians. But then
1: but 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 but, like uh, I
2: said, it might uh, be an argument for why it would work better that way. But I kinda like that his was he was over it and the the same thing that we that uh like you hated about Cisco and Eddington, like Eddington misunderstands Cisco. And Garrett kind of misunderstands. Mm -hmm. uh, How is that?
1: Yeah, but like that just like
2: that kind of that doesn't make
1: it a two hander. That's like that's just O'Brien is like O'Brien and Garrett went somewhere and Garrett lost his fucking mind, like and O'Brien dealt with it. Like it's not like it's not as intriguing as if there was actually this Mm -hmm. Uh, draw to. To like if 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 he wasn't as clean, if he had some dart, dart in his shit, you know, like too. Right, right. That would have been potentially better.
2: Yeah, like I said, I I can I can understand why you would make that argument, but I mm. I I, don't know. I like this episode a lot, but <laughs> you know, that's
1: that's we already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still like I, I've thought about it a little bit and yeah, still it's it's some um, yeah. It, yeah. It's stuff yeah. I don't like. I don't like I mean I like it's stuff that I like when it's done well uh, they, I, that that sounds like a lame thing to say because everybody would like something if it was done better right, right. but there's certain things that I'll watch at, like, it's true I, I do agree true that crime that, documentaries don't have to be particularly great for me to watch them while I fall asleep You know, comic books don't have to be particularly good for me to read them while I fall asleep um, so the, I do have these things that I just kind of like the genre you know right. Yeah, I just kind of like the presence, and, and, and then I don't hold them to a higher standard, or I don't have to hold them to a higher standard and enjoy them. Uh, psychological horror uh, is—I is I can one of those. enjoy a
2: good psychological horror. Though I will say that that alternate Odo was so much better. I like it was a better horror movie than this one, but y'all also hated that yeah, one.
1: But can you enjoy a bad psychological horror show? That's what the question is.
2: Uh, this isn't. This wasn't a bad one. I think I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, I. Maybe I I think my tolerance for what would be a bad one is different than you, sure. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: I loved uh, Mindhunters, uh, the TV show, or whatever it's called, oh, that was the a good David show. Fincher yeah. TV I, show. And it was actually pretty good, but if it was like. 50% worse, I would have still really enjoyed it, probably just as much. <laughs> right. So, David Fincher went to a lot of trouble. He didn't need to on that one for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah.
2: You You tend to like Fincher a lot, though. It's hard for him oh, to get love,
3: wrong. Oh, I love Fincher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Except for Benjamin Button.
3: So, what do you think, Hugh? There's about a 25 minute <laughs> uh, sweet spot in Benjamin Button. Where I think that it was pretty I good. Were you.
1: Maybe I should rewatch
3: it. No, no, don't, no, <laughs> no, no, no no no, just, no, no, just, no, 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 no. Everybody has their missteps, but there's about a 25 minute hmm. stretch in Benjamin Buttons when I was like really feeling it, and it was like ah. in the middle, you know, and oh. then. Um, then the last half of it is dumb and ridiculous, and the beginning is dumb and ridiculous. But I think there's a, it is, there's a it's good... It's too ridiculous, there's a good, yeah. Yeah. It's, Why did he
1: choose to do that? Like, that's like he's a... I that's think... That's not his forte, I don't know. Yeah, it
3: is his forte. It is no, his forte. Whimsy? Whimsy? I don't think he... he no, I don't think is his forte. I don't think it's Whimsy was put... I think it's a dark... A fucking dark tale, but... Yeah. Um, but i think that's that fantasy, yeah because you know somebody's going to die as an infant that's fucking dark <laughs> and like yeah um no i think that it was a technological challenge he knew he he got excited about it cuz nobody has more cgi shots in their movies than he's david venture
1: he uses the best cgi he's right. the master of but it
3: anyway that's neither here nor there the center uh, shot the centerpiece shot
1: of um of zodiac where the the construction of the transamerica building mm-hmm. uh is a time that you use as a time that is a as a time, la- uh, time lapse uh time lapse to use as a transitional device is the best use of computer generation i've ever seen in a
3: movie all of his blood uh-huh. in his movies is cgi oh, but yeah, you can't yeah. tell it mm-hmm. yeah i i i never watched zodiac
2: but oh shit oh moving on sorry before we get yes right yes Do <laughs> how many of these do we have left we got a couple more here uh
1: we're gonna just do the commentary track for Zodiac right now.
2: Okay. Oh, let me get it on. One second. Let me. <laughs> Goose is twenty it? minutes pulling it up.
1: It's got the best scene with Roger Rabbit in it ever. Too. God, that scene <laughs> oh, with Roger Rabbit. Oh, I love Rabbit Roger Harrison. Rabbit. Uh, in, what's the name? Zodiac? Charles. Yeah, the actor. Uh, oh, the actor that. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing in a scene. Not a lot of houses in California have basements, do they? And he goes, "This one does." <laughs> I just love that yep. scene. Oh. <laughs> uh shit shit. So I played I Don't Like Mondays by the blue, by the Boomtown Rats to my kids and they fell in love with it and now like when I for, for the 40 minutes that I have to drive them to school in the morning, they just want to listen to it on repeat. Holy and wanna, shit. And I want And I want to You
3: have a 40-minute drive to Yeah. to school
1: yeah, in the morning, yeah. That's what like 40 minutes
3: to, there and 40 minutes back, that's every day? Uh
1: if the traffic's bad, it was this morning, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was 30, 30 minutes if the traffic's not bad. Picking them right. up is quicker, but then I have to wait because they get out at different times.
2: Y'all ready for this next? Moving yeah. on to uh, another section here. We have a cap- we have a couple of white albums. Dum, dum, dum. Yes! We finished season five, and now let's see what y'all thought about how to divvy it up. Or some of y'all. Maybe we'll hear more from you later. I don't know. Anyway,
1: first off, we got one from uh, good old Drive Time, Adam P. Newton. Does he talk about David Fincher on this one, too? My Gone Girl thoughts are, are blah, blah.
8: Good morning, gentlemen. This is Adam P. Newton. Drive Time on the Twitter machine. It's time for by season five, White Album. <laughs> It goes like this. It's easier than I
1: expected.
8: <laughs> Apocalypse Rising? The ship, Trials and Tribulations, Rapture for the Uniform, and Purgatory Shadow by Inferno's Light, the sheer, I presume, Soldiers of the Empire, Blaze of Glory, Empuchnor and the Cards and Call to Arms. Thirteen episodes, eleven of which are crucial to the long term plot thread of the show. And yes, that does include in the cards. Sorry, fellas. It does. In the card um, see, My my was lighter on Kira than I expected, even though Nana is doing great work. The episodes about her, Darkness of the Light, Begotten, Has of Blood and Water, don't feel interesting to me. I always included them for Parmok in all the wrong places because it introduced Dax as a Couple, but it's just a sequel to House of Coral, because another sequel we didn't ask for. And oh, well, that's ultimately, really I included Trials and Tribulations in Impact Nor because I liked them. No more, no less. I just liked them as episodes of Star Trek. So, at 13 episodes, if you want to cut things to the bone, that list becomes episode 1, 2, 10, 13, 14, 15, 16, 21, 23, 25, and 26. <laughs> Thanks again for a great season, fellas. Here's to the lore. Uh, yes, he did does. he just Maybe recite the
2: up. numbers from Lost there at the <laughs> He does, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Our podcast is a part of the uh, Dharman yeah. issue. Uh
1: I I don't get this <laughs> right.
2: impact nor love. I think it's I think it's I agree it has some third act problems like a lot of things do, but I think it's mm-hmm. an alright episode up until I but I, yeah. I disagree with him uh, on ParMak. Yes, House of Cork is great episode. <laughs> uh, Mark is an, is the sequel that we were all asking for.
1: <laughs>
3: I left it in, didn't I? <laughs> right? Yeah, we all did. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: I think we all did and, yeah. did. and I don't think any of us
1: put uh, nor uh, in Norm yeah. in
2: though, did we? And uh,
1: or in the cards.
2: Uh no, I in, in the cards was my thirteenth. Uh, uh, if I could add one in, I was going to throw that in though. About half of my impulse to throw it in was just
1: because I knew it it would uh, set uh, y'all off. (laughs) But I I still stand by it. I like for the same reasons I said. I I wish that there was more speeches about Worf's uh, childhood.
2: Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh, Mm -hmm. not not right now. I can't do this right. I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't put it in. Oh well. yeah, but, you know,
1: overall, I think that's a fine white album. The, the time his mom cost, caught, caught him double fisting it uh, in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Cranking crankin both dicks. At the Why seat. do you have two rags by your bed? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: mom. So that was from Adam. We have another white album here, this time from Tom from Cleveland. His first white album that he has submitted. So here we go.
7: Gentlemen, this is Tom from Cleveland. We're calling in with my first white album uh, ever created. I think this is a season that was pretty easy to do. Uh, Considering we are on the road to war, and in wartime, you need to make sacrifices. You need to trim the sack. You need to rest. So I am down to an eight-episode season. Everything that has not been getting us up to where we need to be as far as this uh, conflict has been cut. So I'm looking at Apocalypse Rising, Rapture, For the Uniform. I'll get back to that. In Purgatory Shadow, Body mm-hmm. Turn of Light, Ties of Blood and Water, Soldiers of the Empire, Call to Arms, Done. That's it. Eight episodes, tight, on topic. For uniform, looked a little bit at what how Cisco yeah he when course, how far he's willing to go, so I thought that was critical. And The Tides of Blood and Water has uh, a lot of that failing diplomacy uh, before the actual conflict. Plus, it's just an episode that I really enjoyed. So everything else, gone. That's it. Road to war. Road to war. Road to war. Road to war. Have a good one. Bye.
3: That's pretty good. You slimmed
1: it down but made a room for... Ties of blood and water. That's the that's the weirdest.
2: Which one is Ties of blood and water again? That's the one even... with
1: the the surrogate father. The the first sequel to a to a episode we didn't ask for. Wait, uh, uh,
2: the one where he finds the the baby changeling.
1: No, 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 no. The one where uh one where the Kira. I've known you for five minutes, but I'm dying, and I want you to be my daughter.
2: Oh. Yeah. Right. I didn't mind that, right? I liked that one. That episode, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. The se- the another
3: sequel. But it does tie into the tie- ties into the Cardassia and the Dominion stuff. It so. is a road to war. It is a mm-hmm. road to war episode. It yeah. is a road I mean, that's his if that's your single criteria, that's that's the list yeah. right there. That's mm-hmm. the yeah. eight that you need. I get so. the I
1: get the I get the logic of it. I just I I don't know, I like it seems like I,
2: I think I like that episode. That was one where we were contentious, where I liked it and you didn't. That the only episode where that happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. We, uh, I think me, me and Hugh both thought that the, the the plot was ridiculous and that it was probably well executed. But
3: oh yeah, because I like, think why? Yeah, was, I, I it, think I hated that episode. I think yeah, I it, it's it. hard Argued, to argue that she
1: has any fucking tie
2: to it, and it was all right. the cause it, to her Yeah, because it wasn't like. They didn't play up their relationship more since then, and mm-hmm. I think I argued that it was like it's a, it's not a it's, fully serialized show. It's got yeah, so I it's
1: was, no, it's colossally false. feels colossally false. That's what my issue with it was. Yeah, I think every, I, well. every every one of her like responses and reactions, even to the stuff with her f- actual father, I thought was weak sauce. So.
2: Oh, but I thought it was great because I thought it was all about like, it was directed by. I'm just reliving it now like no, I stand by that episode. It's directed by Avery Brooks and I felt like it was just like exploring about a parent dying in hospice or something. We had a whole disagreement. Mm, yeah go back and listen to the podcast. We don't need to it. I wonder now. if
3: that's when that might be a classic episode of ours, huh yeah. oh, the podcast remember. itself I'm, it, <laughs> the <laughs> it, podcast might be a classic I was like <laughs> yeah I forgot all about
2: the... it until just now and it's all rushing back over me all right so we're we're at the end here we have one wait are they Fine. paying the five
1: are they paying us enough to, to watch discovery or is that not happening uh, we're
2: not there yet. oh yeah what do
1: we need what
3: i don't I know what I our have... current patreon light is at
1: it was yeah. 500 which is like I, it's considerably more than what we get <laughs> right right
2: yeah, okay about, so we're not in danger of actually 70. having to do it, to right? do this now <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm probably gonna watch it regardless you're gonna it's watch getting, it for free <laughs> yeah yeah but getting you guys on board is gonna you're gonna have to i'm rubbing it's my not fingers the watching it
1: i'll i if we like if we wanted to do a episode i mean i i know yeah i, I, I don't know if we were gonna do a secondary podcast i don't know I don't know. No, I don't want to do it. That 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 trailer made it made me less likely to want to do it.
2: We'll see. I'll I will wait to be impressed. I have not been so far. But that's we're not here to talk about praise discovery but to bury. No, we're not here for discovery at all. We have one final voicemail here. I think is a good one to end with. This is a voicemail from Thomas. I don't believe... Tom from London. Don't what? believe we've heard from him before. And A
1: British Isle
2: call? Yes. We've got several British... Uh, uh, they Tom, used to call
3: it listen. England. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I don't know why they call it not England anymore.
2: Oh,
1: right. Uh, Can someone take uh, him aside and explain to him the very basic geography of the three different... Na- he just thinks that it's got three names. Right.
2: England, like, the UK, or the British Isles. Or I don't know whatever. All right, but
3: nevertheless, let's hear from our new friend from London.
2: Oh, with the subject, I haven't, I have not listened to this yet. But the (laughs) subject of this email, before I play it, is Wharf killing it on the football field. Ooh, (laughs) thought I would chime in with another opinion on the Wharf tragic backstory argument. Tom from London.
9: Tom from London Yeah. Uh, After hearing you rehash the same argument over Worf's tragic football story, I thought we'd call in with a fresh opinion. So, for me, there are two main problems with the big reveal of the football story, and I am saying football, not soccer. Firstly, it is it does not resolve his issues, as shown in the episode. None of Worf's issues are about him not wanting to lose control of himself. They are all about him being threatened by Jadzia's sexuality, and how it reflects on him. He's not written as someone who's afraid to lose control. Instead, he comes across as someone who's so threatened by the idea of his girlfriend has fucked other people, he joins a terrorist organisation. <laughs> so when they try and explain and excuse his actions with a tragic backstory explaining how he's afraid to lose control, it makes no sense. The other problem with the backstory is that Wolf has not been characterised as a gentle giant afraid to let loose. It's the opposite. He's shown as a character who lacks restraint, which is why his colleagues keep having to shout... Worf, no. Oh, a point. So in this episode, Worf acts like a controlling, judgmental asshole, and then says, I'm sorry I called you a massive slut, it's because I killed a kid playing football. <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that should be the conclusion to the story, where Worf refuses to fight Jadzia in the hollow suite or something like that. The conclusion to this story should be where Worf apologises and admits he's never had a real relationship and has insecurities. Personally, I'm not a huge Worf fan, he's good in an ensemble episode, but I can only take so much of the tiresome... Klingon honor shit. I know James has a hard-on for him. I do. But between this episode, the one where he goes crazy over the magic sword, and the one where he lobotomizes his brother, the warf centric episodes have consistently been some of the worst. Anyway, <laughs> held our joy, assholes. <laughs> well, that was... Thank you, thank you, you for did, the Tom. You did name
1: two
3: that we admittedly Tom. all hate. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> but here's <laughs> yep, the thing. I think, he gives a it, spot the, on. The story... No, the story that Wharf tells is dumb <laughs> is not one that is supposed to cure him of of any character flaws it's only mm-hmm. something that he gives jadzia because she was going to walk he had she said she, she
2: she says at the end of that scene that explains a lot like they're just laying it, it out it does there. explain a lot
3: does But that's the
2: thing it but, does
3: explain like she needed to know where his headspace was at and he gave it to her. He had to give something, and for okay. their, and for their relationship to move forward, he had to. He had. He had to give. something. He had, some, yes. he on, had to give her face. something.
2: Do you every. You, the, when we argue this over and over again, you keep trying to explain to me like I don't understand the point you're making. I understand what you're saying. That he had to give her something i think
1: what he gave her is fucking dumb
6: <laughs> well <laughs>
3: that's the that's crux just of like it. your opinion man i don't yeah, know yeah. It. okay so
1: here's the thing here's the thing while i, I disagree like i think that like the I think that maybe that's a miss uh, or, 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 or a sort of a surface reading of what the issue is, because I do admit that a lot of it is that like he's sexually a stick in the mud is what sort of they focus on in the episode, which is like this, the episode has got flaws. I'm not a big fan of the episode. I mean, I, I, we, we've <laughs> talked about I'm a, I have issues with the episode, um, but I think that the main issue is that he is not a man who's open to other people. And so when you have these really gregarious, when he's around really gregarious people, specifically Dax, who wants, it's not so much that he thinks she's a slut or that she's fucking everything. It's that he, He she has this really adventurous, uh, like life and he can't get into that shit. And the question is, why can't you get into that shit? It's not like, it's not like he's trying to beat up people who look at her at a bar. Like I don't, I think he like. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he likes that other people. Oh, he likes uh, her adventurousness. Yeah. Yeah. He likes that other people want to fuck her. That's, that's something that he likes. What he doesn't like is that she is demanding of him to be not sexually interesting, but just super engaged that, that, that she wants, she's going to drag him to do all these things. And like, I guess that like, like that, that, that there's an unyoking there. And so he had to, like, like he had to give her, like, a thing about why he's so, like, small C conservative about everything he does in life. Uh, And why he's so resolved and so uh, uh, removed from people, you know, and why he doesn't want, why he wants to sleep on the, you know, he doesn't want to be anywhere near anybody there. And and I agree that he had to give her something, but mm -hmm. that story is bad it's just not you okay uh, but, so that's the problem that i don't understand is that you don't have a problem with it, it maybe it's the execution or something like that but you actually have a problem with the actual text well i
2: have story. The, i have the, i have a problem yeah one i think it's a overly saccharine that's a story that's, a, that's
1: that's not a comment about the event what's the killing a kid on a soccer field what's but, the no? Uh,
2: the the my biggest problem is that they felt like they needed to have a s- triggering event that could explain him away. And I know you're going to say it's not just the one thing that explains him, but that's what that is sold at in that episode. She says, Well, that explains a lot. Like, well, that's, that's pretty
1: open ended.
3: Like she was talking about it in general. No, she
1: didn't say, Oh, that explains everything.
2: <laughs> but she says that's like the way that they framed this is the one thing that's like why he never lets go is because this is one thing. It cements happened.
3: his outsider status. And mm-hmm. if, he had, so, if he
2: had just talked about, you know, like growing so, up and everything, would so been fine.
1: When you watch Social Network, do you believe that the girl dumping him in the bar motivates everything he ever does? Or just it's an explanation of one of the reasons of what, what Mark Zuckerberg became? And that the that it's highlighting that as an incident that had a that it had an impactful thing on where he went. Well, it's not explaining that it's a be all end all of everything.
2: Yeah, you know what? The Social Network is a well written fucking movie. This is a yeah. bad. This is a dumb episode with a dumb plot point. Well, it explains <laughs> but, a
3: lot, though it doesn't explain everything. That,
1: well, yeah. Oh, it, that explains a lot. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I still don't get your point on that. Why is the killing a kid dumb? Because I the the same reasons that I.
3: Yeah, Wade. Would the, you say that w- in front of that kid's mom?
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: killing a kid. But th- the setting is, yeah, like it's the, whole, get, it's the whole should, thing. I've we should re-
3: <laughs> put the ejector seat on this. We did de- de- dedicated. I think. Don't you 45- think that this is a?
1: Don't you think this is a fight uh, that 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 highlights our differences on a? Difference? a this, pod, is an ever, like, this
3: is an evergreen argument that we can that we will never dis- settle. Hugh,
1: Hugh, Hugh, our disagreement on this. Explains a lot. I just wanna yeah. <laughs> Would
3: you say that <laughs> <laughs> you son of a you, go, just go fuck you? Bro, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> it explains a lot, but it's not the whole story about Right, us. right. Well <laughs> I just like
2: I like everything when you try to explain it to me, I understand what you're explaining to me. I just don't agree. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, why don't we outro this bad boy?
2: Boom, boom, boom. All right. And,
3: and, yes. and, and
1: thank you for the. I, I really like the, getting new calls for people, and I really I thank you, Tom. Yes, thank you, Tom. Yes, it's
2: always Tom. Yeah, come by was, anytime. I, I agree. Those are some. He makes some pretty good points about like
3: that episode and that story
2: being. Uh,
3: well, it's yeah. always good whenever we get somebody call up for Team Wade. <laughs> I think it yeah. makes us feel like, you know.
2: Oh, I. I think I feel. I don't feel like I need the defense. I think I feel like most people are
1: Team Wade. I think that. I think that we've lost the fans, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you that, and I, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. That's what I. No, not <laughs> yes. just on this point. I think that, like,
3: <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> right. I've stopped going to Star Trek conventions uh, for fear of my safety. Yeah,
2: well, when you're when you're standing for, when you're standing for the Risa episode, and yeah,
3: all right, so. If is this this is something that people can um listen to on our public stream or is this just for is this a no it's a public stream.
2: This is all science. right. Well then
3: maybe we should tell people about our Patreon.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. So if you're listening to this, we have all these other things that you could listen to as well. Uh at the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash kickers of elves. If you want to hear our thoughts on Things that aren't Star Trek, like the state of comedy and stand-up uh-huh. specials, and famously Dune.
1: Dune, oh, Dune yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Dune! Check
2: check that out, and uh, and join the conversation on our Discord uh, server. Because if you at- think
3: our conversation about Worf's (laughs) soccer story is (laughs) is something else you should you should listen to our 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 four part series on Dune Dune got
6: (laughs) hard
1: oh
3: yes the Dune Wars of 2017 yeah Um, (laughs) were pretty
2: rough
1: it's the Uh, only thing where I felt like that uh, I'm I'm not like when I was done with it I wasn't I'm not interested in engaging in it much more like I was like I don't want to have these fights anymore. It got <laughs> like, pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh,
2: but there's a there's two at least two movies or two movies if the first one doesn't kill the hopes of a second coming out. But that's a whole that's that's not for here. That's this is for Star Trek. Yes. All right. Uh, well, yeah. And give us a call with your own white albums and everything else at. Nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight. We we really do appreciate and love hearing from from new listeners and old
1: What if what if they pull Dinny Villeneuve away to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Three and Dune falls apart because <laughs> James Gunn got fired? <sighs> um, something good what if they bring something James good James Gunn. What if James Gunn directs do. dude That'd be awesome. Yes.
3: It probably I, would be pretty fucking sweet, <laughs> wouldn't it? I would love that. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. On that note, thanks again for listening to uh, The Rules of Acquisition. <laughs> what, what are you listening to again? Uh, well, uh, I just just thinking about, he got me on the James Gunn tune. Um, <laughs> yes. Three to beam out. really down. Baby, me watch you go to town.
4: town with it and she shaved it all off charlie brown with it looking all about all the other girls sound fishy
3: he ain't never caught her with this, why he down with it yeah Bitch, i'm telling you what this
4: incredible oh this shit edible it's like it's my genital my taste medical